Step aside, Donald Trump. We sold golden sneakers for $11,000. What's up? This is Mark K. Saves the Republic. I guess technically, we in, in the end, we sold up. We end up selling two pairs, so I guess he sold his for nine. So anyway, we're, we're gaining on him, though. I still can't believe it. We did. If you guys missed it yesterday, we um we did this whole thing all week. When Donald Trump went to Sneaker Con and unveiled his golden sneakers, uh, we thought those are cool. And at three hundred ninety nine dollars a pop, we thought those are really cool. And when the one guy auctioned off or uh, won the auction for the first pair autographed by Donald Trump, and it was nine thousand dollars. When that happened, we thought, "Whoa, that's crazy insanity!" And so um, we decided we should probably jump on that. And I went out. Went out to, and, and you know, and a lot of people said, what did you invest in these sneakers? Like maybe 60 bucks. The shoes themselves were 40. The paint was like another $7. Um, assorted tape and ribbon and, and other, you know, accoutrement that you need. There was a drop cloth that we got. All these things that you need to produce, you know, to turn a black pair of Pumas into a golden pair of sneakers. And we got little K's that we stuck on there. And we, we called ours K's Kicks. K's Kicks. And we decided we were going to auction them off for our K's Kids charity. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a pretty big thinker. Any of you that are members of my ACES group, if you're in our American Conservative Entrepreneur Society, you know I'm a big thinker. My goal is to get that group up to 1,000 members as quickly as possible. My goal is to help those 1,000 members make as much money as they, as they want and become as influential as they need and build their businesses as big as they want to. And if you want to join us, by all means, uh, we'd love to have you. Just go to you are an ace. Dot com. You are an ace.com. Um, but we're big thinkers in there. And I'll, and I knew that we would make, um, you know, I knew that we had generous listeners. I knew that this was kind of a cool bit. I knew that we'd be able to talk it up. And I thought maybe we'd make, maybe we'd make $3,000, $4,000 total. I thought that would be a good day. If we walked away and it was like $3,000, I would have been happy. A couple of years ago, when we did our Hunter Biden-esque painting, that we auctioned off, we got exactly that. We got $3,000 for that thing. And I thought these shoes will probably get, yeah, somewhere around the same amount. Also, look, the economy's in the toilet. Joe Biden has destroyed the economy. So I was also wondering if people even have, ex you know, um, extra income to make donations to things like Arcade's Kids Charity and, and buy things like golden sneakers. But if that one dude could get Donald Trump's for 9000 I guess we could probably drum up somebody to get ours for three. Anywho, hmm. If you missed what happened on the show yesterday, we had the very first bid 450 bucks out the door, which I thought was a really good. We, we wanted the first bid to be right around 400. Uh, some guy called in a guy named Chris and he, and he upped it to 450. The very next bid, $5,000. <laughs> it was like, it was crazy. It went from $450 to $5,000. And I thought, well, okay, this bit, this is over. There's the $5,000. That's even more than I imagined we would get. Uh, and I thought, all right, well, we'll probably just wrap it up. We'll sell this guy the shoes for five grand. We'll go on our merry way. Uh-uh. It wasn't even over. Immediately after that, we got a call from a woman in New York who was offering us $5,500. And then I thought this could, the, the sky's the limit here. Uh, so we went back to the first guy who bid $5,000 and said, look, do you want to go higher? Do you want to go to six? And this was weird. He said, no, the lady, the other lady really wants them. So I'll just cut you guys a check for $5,000 and she can have the shoes. And I thought to myself, well, that is really generous, but I feel bad that this guy's just giving a donation of $5,000 and not getting the shoes. Um, 
And she just went $500 over. I mean, I just 500, but you know, $500 over and she's getting the shoes. He's still getting the check. So I turned to Hannah, I go, can you make another pair of shoes? She goes, absolutely. So uh, I told the guy, if you up it to 5,500, we'll give you both shoes. He agreed. She agreed. $11,000 literally. And I kid you not 30 minutes. We started the show at 12.06. We had the bidding was all done by like 12. So like 30, so like maybe 35 minutes. It was ridiculous. I don't think we've ever made that much money in that little time for our K's Kids charity. So it was thrilling. It was really fantastic. And the shoes turned out really, you know, I picked on Hannah for being all about quality, but they're definitely, they definitely turned out really, 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 really well. Uh, and thank you to everybody who who donated and thanks to everybody who, um, well, I mean, thanks to everybody who bid and, and was supportive of it. Cause I, like I said, even if, even if it just, if, even if we didn't get those two big bids, I'm pretty sure we would have gotten a decent amount of money, but that was just, that was just amazing. Uh, anyway, if you'd like to join, and this is the thing too about our ACES community, the American Conservative Entrepreneur Society, because it's not just entrepreneurs who are looking to build their own businesses, but we have a lot of charities uh, in the area. We have a lot of people that always, in fact, we do a poker tournament every year. And we started, I went to a, and I'm playing in one tonight, as a matter of fact, I went to a charity poker tournament years ago at Best Bet. We have a, we know the owners and we, you know, and there was a woman, Allie McDeal, who was a big uh, she had a radio show here. She was on the TV ads and she invited me to a charity poker tournament and I'd never been before. And it was fun and it was exciting. It was kind of laid back and there was food. And she explained to me how it worked and how the charity was able to make money. And at the end of the charity poker tournament, she told me how much money that charity had made. And I was floored. And she said, you should really do this for K's kids. So a few years back, what I did was I, I said, all right, let's do it. We did a, we did a charity poker tournament for K's kids. And that first year, gosh, I think the first year we made like $22,000 in one night and I couldn't believe it. But here's the kicker because we come from the radio background, because we come from uh, a marketing background. My wife worked in marketing for years. She worked in marketing for radio stations for, um, she worked for Sony pictures and, and uh, Hollywood uh, studios. She worked all in Washington, DC. Uh, we've got a lot of experience in marketing and events and throwing events and hosting events and planning events and that kind of thing. So we put together not just a charity poker tournament, but like the best charity poker tournament they'd ever seen at Best Bet. And even the guy, even they were like, this is amazing how you guys put this together. So one day I got a call from them and they were like, hey, there's a woman from an organization that wants to do a poker tournament. Will you talk to her? And we said, sure. So we gave her some tips. Now there's charity poker tournaments all the time. And they're all basically little, little copies of, what we started, which I'm thrilled about. And tonight I'm actually even doing a, uh, I was invited to play as a celebrity bounty in a charity poker tournament for the Jacksonville children's choir. So I'm going to go do that tonight. And again, this is, this is, and this is a tournament that didn't exist until we started doing ours. So even if you're, even if you're not making money for yourself or for your own business, but if you're interested in making money for a charity, or if you run a charity and you're looking to grow it, or if you want to give more money to a charity, whatever your reason, uh, it's a great place to be. You, you are an ace.com. Wait, that's wrong. It's you're an ace. Hold on. I don't even remember the, now I'm getting confused. You're an ace.com. No, you are an, <laughs> I should probably know my own website. Yeah. You are an ace.com. Y-O-U-A-R-E-A-N-Ace.com. And, uh, and you can join us. We have tomorrow, uh, as a matter of fact, on Friday, our Q&A, which is one of my favorite things of the week. All right. Speaking of Q&A, 
Let's talk a little bit about what happened in South Carolina. We didn't talk a little, lot about it yesterday, but we're going to talk about it today. I'm going to have a sip of my coffee because I need a little extra energy today. Here we go. Yesterday, we uh, discussed a little bit about uh, Donald Trump's uh, town hall with Laura Ingram in South Carolina. And during the town hall, she asked him a question about the vice presidential picks that Donald Trump was considering. Who's going to be your vice president? And some surprising names came up. Not surprising names because these people have either been in the running before or are still in the running or, you know, maybe Donald Trump has mentioned him or other people have mentioned it doesn't matter. But Donald Trump kind of confirmed that he's thinking about everybody. I don't know if he was being coy or if he was really sharing his shortlist, but here it is again if you want to, if you missed it the first time, listen carefully. The audience has uh, been asked who they think would be a good choice and various names came up. Um, uh, one of them was, of course, Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah. He's made a big splash. Ron DeSantis, who's made in, making an appearance today in South Carolina, we just found out. Um, obviously, Tim Scott, Byron Donalds, and a, a big uh, presence here for Tulsi Gabbard. Um, very interesting. Um, our, and Christy Nome as well, I should say. Right. Our, our, are they all on your short list? By the way, what's up with Christy Gnome just getting tossed in at the end? Oh, yeah, and uh, and I think I think Laura Ingram's jealous of Christy Gnome. Oh, yeah, and um, and Christy Gnome, by the way. Uh, but look, the whole thing is weird with Tulsi Gabbard. I, you know, Tulsi Gabbard seems like a lovely lady. Tulsi Gabbard, I know a lot of people believe because she left. She was, she really came to prominence because, remember, Tulsi Gabbard is Hawaiian. She's from Hawaii. She was a representative. She was a Democrat. She really came to prominence when she was the single Democrat to not vote to impeach Donald Trump. She was the single Democrat to not vote to impeach Donald Trump. Every other Democrat in lockstep voted to impeach Donald Trump in the sham Russian collusion impeachment effort. And she didn't. And I think that immediately put her on the outs with all of the Democrats, immediately put her on the outs with a lot of Hawaiian voters, and immediately put a target on her back. But she was able to transform that target into really because, I mean, she's now one of the most prominent, I would say, and influential former Democrat representatives there is. Uh, she's been able to bridge the gap between conservatives and Democrats. She's been able to speak openly in support of Donald Trump. And she's shown kind of, in my mind, she is kind of the person who, if anyone can bridge the gap between the two parties, it's her. She was, and I believe is still a Democrat. I think she, I mean, I guess officially, I think she left the party. I've, I have to double check that. I think officially she left the party. But um, otherwise, I think she's still at heart a Democrat. Um, but, you know, she's very conservative and she, she treats Donald Trump and Republicans fairly. And she disagrees with a, a lot of the tyrannical dictatorial crap that the left wing lunatics who remain in her party are doing. Um, but at the same time, I don't know. I don't know if the world's ready for Tulsi Gabbard, vice president of the United States. Also, this harkens back to me to the the problem with having a popular vice president. Think about this. Your pre your vice president, okay, is the person that will become president if anything bad happens to you. If you die of natural causes, if you die of unnatural causes, if you are deemed to be unfit to rule by the 25th Amendment, if you are impeached and removed, whatever the reason. Whatever the reason, this is the person who is going to take over for you as president if any of those things happen. So uh, because some of those things are beyond your control, like un like dying from natural causes, and because some of those things are within your control, like getting impeached, 
you probably don't want somebody as vice president who would be attractive to the other side of the aisle. You don't want somebody that Democrats and never Trump Republicans would see as a better choice than you if you're Donald Trump. You want somebody who people don't care about, don't think about, don't trust. You want somebody who is maybe even more conservative and radical than you are. When people said, oh, Nikki Haley should be Donald Trump's VP. I, I forget who it was. It may have been, was it Don Jr.? Somebody came out and said, no way, that would ensure my father's demise. Because Nikki Haley is loved by Democrats. They give her millions and millions of dollars because she's not Donald Trump. She's loved by never Trumpers because, again, she's not Donald Trump. She's establishment. She's part of the, the military industrial complex. She's, got, she's, she's buyable. She's pliable. If you throw enough money at her, she'll do what you want. So, of course, the Washington elite and the deep state love her. They, they can control her. And if Donald Trump made her vice president, that would be the end of Donald Trump. In some way, shape, or form, they would find a way to get rid of Donald Trump because Democrats and never-Trump Republicans would be much happier with Nikki Haley as president than they would with Donald Trump as president. And I believe the same is true of somebody like a Tulsi Gabbard. I think that if Tulsi Gabbard were vice president, the same would ring true. Yes, it might bring some moderates over to Donald Trump's side. Yes, it might win some Democrats over. But at the end of the day, it puts a huge, I mean, even bigger target on Donald Trump's back than ever before. Think about this. If Donald Trump chose Marjorie Taylor Greene as his vice president or Alex Jones or Tucker Carlson or any of these other crazy people uh, that uh, or did the Democrats call crazy people, any of these other conspiracy theorists, insurrectionists, pro-Putin types, if that were the case, Donald Trump's life would be safe. Donald Trump would not be targeted. They would much rather have Donald Trump than Marjorie Taylor Greene in the Oval Office. They would much rather have Donald Trump than Alex Jones in the Oval Office. They would much rather have Donald Trump than Tucker Carlson in the Oval Office. And I think that's why uh, when you look at the, the list of candidates, a couple really jump out. Um, a couple really jump out that fit the bill. One of them is Ben Carson, who a lot of people believe is an exciting choice and a, and, a, and a valuable choice and a likely choice for Donald Trump for vice president. Ben Carson is talented. He's smart. He's conservative. He's quiet. He's reserved. He doesn't seem really forceful. And I don't think a lot of people are like, you know, eh, eh, I don't know. Ben Carson's good and all, but do we really want him running with the nuclear codes? I don't think so. I don't think so. He'd be a good, solid choice, but I think he'd be a safe choice for President Trump. You've got a couple of other people who uh, similarly, I think, fit the bill. Uh, one of them is Byron Donalds, who, you know, African-American, strong African-American, young vote, uh, young person that, that might draw in some of the younger voters, but also very conservative. I mean, like Donald Trump conservative, almost more conservative than Donald Trump in a lot of ways. And I think that would be a layer of protection for Donald Trump. Uh, you know, same is true of, gosh, I'm trying to look at the other candidates. I don't think Ron DeSantis is going to be vice president because even though He's come out and supported Donald Trump and dropped out of the race. I still think that there's still a little bit of ill will. I don't know that it's all water under the bridge. So I still believe that Tim Scott, the newly engaged, is probably the best, is probably the front runner. Um, although I was really wrong about when, about all my picks is when, to when people were going to drop out of the race. So I may, um, I may withhold making a plan, but I would just be wary of anybody who's excited about Tulsi Gabbard entering Donald Trump's domain. Even, I'll say this, even as a, as a member of his administration, <clears throat> and I know that everyone wants to cross the aisle, and I know that everyone wants to have unity and bipartisan, blah, blah, blah. 
I'm not having, I'm not a big fan. I would rather have a group of cutthroat, highly conservative, make America great again, America first, you know, battle tested, battle ready conservatives, trustworthy, loyal conservatives who are going to go in and slice and dice and do whatever and knock down and, and drag out and just and just savage the the horrible things that Joe Biden has done and, and take out all of the Democrat leadership and all of these agencies that have been weaponized and just, you know, and start fresh, rebuild, get America back to where we need to be. Uh, d d develop a, a government of the people, by the people, and for the people that is dedicated to justice, and that is that is you know uh, following in lockstep the founding fathers and what they wrote in our constitution. And Tulsi Gabbard's a lovely lady. I just don't think I just don't think we need anybody from that party anywhere near a second Trump administration. You know what it is? I think dudes like her because she's hot. I I'm going to be honest with you. I, you look at her; she's nice looking, Ita uh, Italian, Hawaiian woman. She has that lovely bedroom voice. She talks very softly. Somebody on the uh, pointed out she has that gray streak in her hair, which I think I think guys are turned on. I don't know. I think that's what it is. I think a lot of dudes look at her and say she she likes Donald Trump. She's not a Democrat anymore, and she's somewhat attractive. But I'll personally, I don't I don't think she should be vice president. Oh, fun fact: she's uh, headlining a fundraiser at Mar-a-Lago on March the seventh. So. I mean, take that for what it's worth. We'll see. Look, the Tulsi Gabbard story is not over. It's kind of just beginning. Uh, we won't know at all who Donald Trump is selected as vice president until after the primary. Um, Saturday, we see what happens in South Carolina. We're going to all watch Nikki Haley just get bludgeoned. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to, Nikki, Nikki Haley, I mean, in her, in Nevada, she lost to none of these candidates. And in her own state, she's going to lose by 30 points to Donald Trump. And I guess her, her plan is to continue on through Super Tuesday still. I don't know if that's the best bet. I don't know who's advising her, but I can't imagine it's someone who has her political interests at heart. Uh, but anyway, we'll be watching that very closely on Saturday. We'll see what happens after Donald Trump has, has wrapped up the primary and gotten the delegates or gotten Nikki Haley to finally drop out of this race. That's when he'll really start considering a vice presidential pick. And that's when we'll know uh, who's going to be on the ticket with him. Until then, we can just speculate. But please, stop speculating about Tulsi Gabbard. Thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, tomorrow, Q&A in our ACES community. Remember, you're, you are an ace.com. You are an ace.com. If you want to join us, Q&A tomorrow. The modules are live all the time. It's a fantastic community of American conservative entrepreneurs, and we want you to join us. We've got, a, we've got lofty goals, and we want to help you also reach your lofty goals. You are an ace.com. Thanks for downloading the podcast. Join us at noon today for the Mark K Show on all of our Catriot Radio Network radio stations and streaming wherever we happen to stream. And uh, don't forget, we're look, we're, I don't care. It, maybe you were a Democrat. Maybe you're a Republican now. Maybe you're a Democrat. Maybe you're thinking of voting Republican. Whoever you are, we want you on our side. We want to welcome you. We want you to learn. We want you to be inspired. We want you to be um, informed. And we want you to help us save the republic.